The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello and welcome to the Murder in Mind podcast, a show brought to you by SJP World Media, where we look back at the much forgotten anthology series from the BBC in the early 2000s. I am one half of your host, Joe Morty, and I am joined by all beardy balls, <laughs> El Ladder himself, <laughs> our, our, my good friend and head honcho of the SJP World Media, uh, Mr. Sai Powell. How are you, Sai? Hello, I'm very well. Beardy balls. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Bloody hell! Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing. It's very, very warm in Gloucester, and I'm a fat dude, so I'm suffering a little bit. But it's okay. It's better than rain. Better than rain. How are you? Are you a bit sticky? I am a bit sticky, mate. Yeah, a bit sticky. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited because. Um, well, I don't know how it's going to work out in terms of our releasing conversations we've had off air, but um, it's been a long time since we've uh, we've sat down and recorded this, mm. so I'm very very excited to get back into Murder in Mind with you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm really glad that we managed to arrange a, a day and a time to sit down and get this done. It's also interesting from the aspect of looking at whereabouts we got to, mm. and sitting down to record this episode today called Victim. And then I've gone back and checked out what has been done already. And there's almost like a missing episode somewhere now, which I'm hoping we, we, we remember recording it, but it was never released and it's not on my laptop. So I'm hoping it's in my little <laughs> collection of memory sticks. If it's not, there may be one of these mythical missing episodes out there somewhere. <laughs> A la Doctor know? Who, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But it's, it's just great to be able to get back to it, really. And you mentioned it's a, it's a forgotten drama series it's almost like the forgotten podcast isn't it you know but well i say the forgotten podcast but there's been plenty of people saying oh when's it coming back which is nice you know it's it's good to hear you know so it is and especially you know we've spoken about this before we were talking about a show that not many people like you say remember Mm. um but we have you know got a few people into the show by talking about it which is weird because you'd think that they go i don't need to watch that now but um I think uh, I think we've got a few people in. Like I said, you know, with the potentially forgotten episode, what we need to do is we need to get friend of the show, uh, Pig Splatters, to do a load of still images and get Dan Griffin to do a bit of a dodgy voiceover that we can upload yeah. uh, a la Doctor Who for the missing episodes on BritBox. There we go. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I really, I could feel so terrible if I haven't got it anymore. I'm going to feel horrendous because we'll have to go back and re-record that because that'll drive my OCD mad if that's, oh, not, there, if that's not there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It'll be the shortest episode in history. It's like, yeah, it was good that. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe coming soon, maybe not the episode flashback. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, but like you said, we, we are looking at Victim this week. And what I said on the last podcast, which you may or may not know, uh, is... <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anyone else does. <laughs> um, is uh, I've had the DVD box set from around 2007, maybe, maybe 2008, 
And I reach a certain point very often where I'm watching them and I just stop watching, not for any particular reason, but I just stop watching. Um, so I said to Sai, I think this is one I haven't seen much because I don't really remember it. Nothing's sticking out in my mind. But usually when there's an episode I haven't seen much of, I go back and watch it and I start to pick up bits during it. You know, I could go, oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. I got nothing from this episode. I think I've never seen this. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think it's because on the discs, it is the last episode on the second disc. Yeah. So if I've reached the third one, flashback, and then I've gone, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch Murder in Mind, I might have just picked up, gone, oh, I'll just start from the new disc because I'm too fat and lazy to get up and change it after one episode. Yeah. yeah. So that might be why, but I do not remember. So this is... This is the first time in the history of this show where we are both reviewing something that, for all intents and purposes, neither of us has seen before. So, mm. yeah, interesting. So when you when you do your, your watchbacks every now and again, do you always go in order? Because it's not like it's got a running theme, is it? It's not like it is a standalone episode, which is part of the show's part I, of the show's beauty. I, I usually I usually do because I'm a creature of habit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do, but there has been occasion where I've decided I'm just going to pick this up. Uh, there is an episode which I think might be the last episode. There's an episode that I I remember vividly from when I be, was a a young lad watching in my bedroom. Um, so occasionally I'll think, oh, I want to watch that one. Right. But usually, no, I usually I pick it up and um, and just start watching. The, oh, what was it called? Mercy, which was the one with the doctor and um, his wife. Yeah. When I said when I was young, I thought it was the most boring one and I didn't like it. And then when I got older, I, I thought, actually, it might be one of the best. I've gone back and watched that a few times, standalone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just thought, oh, I fancy watching that. Uh, but no, fun. usually in order, which doesn't make any sense, like you said. doesn't matter. Yeah, because then you've got a situation like you've got now where you've watched the first few loads yeah. of times <laughs> that's what's happened and it might be a case of the next few episodes i've never watched them because i've watched to a certain brilliant. point and gone ah, enough now brilliant tonight <laughs> then i'm gonna watch well tonight i'm gonna watch them so that when we come to review those i will have seen them and you won't have and it'll completely flip the show on its head <laughs> <laughs> great idea <laughs> i'm not gonna do that um, <laughs> no, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, as you say, this is uh, Victim. So if you are playing along at home, this is Series 2, Episode 6 of Murder in Mind. Um, I don't think it's available once again on Daily Motion. I think those have been taken down. Darling. So again, your only real way of watching until Britbox sort their life out is... Because um, why isn't it on there? Yeah, that would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? What to me. Well, it's, it's a BBC show. Why isn't it just on the fucking iPlayer? I suppose they don't have a lot of the older ones, do they? No, okay, that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. But BritBox would be the perfect place. Mm-hmm. But um, you you will need to get the DVD to watch along, unless someone has uploaded them again. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but this aired originally on April the 6th, 2002. So at this stage now, we are well over 21-year-old television. And we are indeed, mate. We are indeed. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out as we go through uh, if it feels like it. Um, so should we get stuck in? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay. So uh, my first note is, don't remember this at all. Uh, 
do you mean how to do this podcast or do you mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Sly keeps mentioning me about this podcast what is this podcast <laughs> I don't remember this um I've written ooh upbeat music and lots of clothes better not be daytime ah yes this is interesting isn't it I made a note about this as well because obviously it is daytime when the show starts yeah but very quickly it goes to nighttime so I think we get away with it yeah so if you haven't listened before, historic, and I don't think this is actually true by this point. I think it was one episode. But we've decided <laughs> that whenever it starts at daytime, it's a bad episode. I think it, I think it happened because most of them most of them began at nighttime, yeah. and I think it, I think it happened t- the first two that were daytime. So that's it. I think it might have been only one. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been two. But um, yeah, so it. It starts in sort of daytime, and it's it's a very upbeat, considering usually Murder in Mind starts with a murder mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time. Um, we've got lots of upbeat music and clothes swinging about, and it's some sort of clothes factory thing. Yeah, it's like a, I, think it, I, I thought it was like a big warehouse, maybe. Yeah. Or like a laundry type Yeah, thing. or like a distribution centre or something, maybe. Like, you know, like shipping out to their stores all over the place or something, I don't know. Got a bit of S-Club. Yeah, that's true. A nice club remix. Yeah. Lovely. I was bopping along. I was getting well into that. Far too into that. Yeah, it's in my CD collection. Uh, you know, S. So obviously it's right next to the likes of Slayer and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Naturally. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple of lasses I've written. Do you know what? I've got a couple of lasses. <laughs> I genuinely have. A couple of lasses looking for a flat I've got in my, in my note. A couple, couple of lasses having a coffee. Ah. Uh, and they agreed to a flat share, like you said, from a newspaper. Um, and they decide to go and uh, to meet up and go and look at the flat. Uh, and they have a little conversation where they agree not to walk alone because they reveal in the newspaper there's a serial killer, which I have spelt serial like sugar puffs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, which is a serial killer that's already killed five people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good going which, for a serial killer. Yeah, well, is this the first serial killer of the series? Yeah, I think so. We haven't had one, have we? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. A lot of them are quite, maybe all of them are quite reactionary murders. Some of them mm. accidental, some of them plotted, but not for a long period of time. They're all quite reactionary, aren't they? Yes. So, um, so that's a bit different. Um, one girl leaves and the other cuts a photo of the victim out the newspaper. And I put, well, that's a bit creepy, isn't it? It is. And I think this is an aspect of the episode that as we go through, we're going to find this really, really good because there's certain characters in this that are portrayed to be very creepy. Mm. And the, uh, well, there are reasons for that. Shall we say when we get mm. through, I mean, again, I suppose it should be worth noting. This is, <laughs> you know, 20 odd year old television, of course, but if you've not seen the episode, it's not like we're talking TV shows that get replayed all over the place. It's quite likely some people haven't seen this. There are going to be spoilers when we talk about it. So there yeah. we go. I, I won't feel guilty now, okay? <laughs> yeah, we're going to spoil this 21-year-old TV show for you. I am sorry. We are indeed. We are indeed. Um, do you know what? Pause us. Go and buy the DVD. You're going to have to order it from Amazon. Next day delivery. Watch it. Come back to us. I think mine was about nine quid. So that's nine, eight, nine quid. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it sounds about right for, you know, they probably don't sell many of them. No, nah, no. Nah. I got Crime Traveller, also by Anthony Horowitz, 
from we've discussed that haven't we yeah. I, I still only ever watched the first episode yeah i got that on dvd that was a lot cheaper <laughs> <laughs> that really is forgotten i never knew that was a thing nor did Go on, I. tell us what crime traveler is it's david wicks from eastenders mm-hmm. and the lass who was in red dwarf working for the police force and she's a bit of a scientist and he's a bit of a nuisance detective and naturally of course uh her dad has built a time machine of, because you know that's the way what life works and um yep. <laughs> it's it predates uh murder in mind it was like 97 ish i think it was something like that and it feels 90s when you're watching it it feels like an episode of buffy or charmed or something like that it's got that same 90s kind of vibe to it and the detective uses the lady and her time machine to, to travel back in time to help solve the crimes he's investigating present day but they only go back a few days so it's almost like a time loop thing and they can see they can see the murders or the, the crimes committed and they got to make sure they don't bump into themselves as they're investigating it. and then eventually the, when the the two timelines catch up with themselves they gotta be back in the same room or shit it's the fan i guess mm. yeah and, and there's i think there's nine episodes on the dvd so but that was all it got made but um Anthony Horowitz on Twitter, when when we tweeted him about it from the Murder in Mind podcast account, said that was the one that got away. And he, you know, he, I looked into it, and it turned out that the B, the head of BBC changed around this time, mm. and it was just kind of forgotten about and not picked up for a second series, despite the fact it did quite well ratings wise. Yeah, in those days. So. Yeah, and, and like you say, it, Lots of things get rebooted in this, that, and the other, but a lot of classic things get rebooted. And sometimes you watch that as big fans and you think, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, if there is a concept that you're going to bring back in this modern era where Marvel is very popular, Doctor Who is very popular, lots of things around time and space and all that kind of stuff are popular, I think a modern version of this would go down really well. Yeah. I mean, totally. I think, I think you could do a lot with this, especially now, you know, how different... Um, not just you know tv is but how different technology is with mm. phones and internet and all that kind of stuff um you could have a real play with that concept of them going back in in time and maybe they get caught on on camera at some point and people you, you know what i mean because that wouldn't happen back in the day maybe they get yeah. caught on camera did you get some funny moments for example i can i can't remember the guy's name but yeah, the guy who played david wicks in eastenders he's the main guy he has to go back to the police station for something but then of course he's already there because he's obviously the detective and he works there mm. and it's like the the, the scooby-doo scene where they're walking in and out of different doors <laughs> and there's somebody watching and they, he's going like well what the hell's going you know, but it's done more for comedy than kind of anything else you know yeah yeah no, we'll, we'll um we'll we'll look into that maybe at some point oh yes um anywho um they don't look too impressed to the outside of the flat one of them goes, is that it? Mm. Um, and Emily and Lucy are their names I've written. And we meet Colin Edwardson, who is the landlord of the place. The dude from Game On. He is the dude from Game On. Um, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because I've got him right here. Yeah, so he's played by Neil Stook. I think that's pronounced. I don't. I've got no idea. The dude from Game On. The second dude from Game On, not the first dude. Yeah, I've written, our listeners probably know him as the second dude in Game On. Yeah, there you go. That's what I've written. Yep. Uh, Matthew in Game On. 
<laughs> our listeners probably know him as the second dude in Game On rather than the big movies he's been in. I think that's accurate to our... Has he been in big movies? Oh, he's been in loads of stuff. Has he? Loads of things. Oh. Say, to the point where I was scrolling through his IMDb and could be bothered to write any of them down. Okay. Been in loads I just stuff. always thought he was in Game On and that was kind of it. Well, we've also got a Doctor Who alert. Oh, yes. The episode that was in Gloucester. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Um, He was in the Jodie Whittaker story, Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yes. Lee Clayton. Yeah, that was filmed about 15 minutes from where I'm sat right now. There you go. You see? Um, And we've also got uh, Lucy, who is played by Frances Gray. Uh, She was Kate in the Messiah series. I never really watched Messiah. No, no. And then we've got Emily, who is played by uh, Camilla Power. Uh, she was in a couple of episodes of Whitechapel, which I, I, I like Whitechapel. Yeah, I enjoy Whitechapel, yeah. Uh, in one of the... I've written one of the incredible Hornblower TV movies. Big Hornblower fan over here. I don't think I've seen that. Fantastic. I love Hornblower. Well, I, will you talk about underrated things? I don't know about if you would count them as movies. Because they were TV movies, but they were a series of TV movies. Okay. So like an hour and a half or something like that long or around 45 minutes. And they released one every, I don't know, they, re- they released like a series of three of them over three weeks and then they wouldn't release one for right, another yeah, year or whatever. That's, 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 that's the sort of thing they used to young. do with um, like Poirot and stuff like that. They used to do similar, similar sort of stuff with, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this was okay. a, a very young Yoan Griffith um, who my sister was obsessed with. So I have seen everything that he's been in okay um and he's been in a lot of things uh sounds a bit like you're obsessed with him more to be fair (laughs) (laughs) yeah to be fair he's a very very handsome man i don't know who that is uh yoan griffith he was in you know the um um fantastic four movies that everyone says were shit i know of them but I've never yeah, seen them. Those there was See, TV now, shows. Now the memories are flooding back, aren't they, to you? About yeah. doing this podcast with me. The fact that I just constantly go, I've never seen that. Don't know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, usually I'm with you on that train, but Yoan Griffith things I can name. Okay. Um Great Expectations, he did an adaptation of that, which was always shown at school. He was did you see a team? No, you didn't. Um Go <laughs> <laughs> just Google the dude. There was a TV show called Liar a few years ago that got a lot very mixed reaction because it was about a lady claiming that he had raped her and it created that discussion on people making it up and people not believing women and it really was very topical. Um, Forever. He's been in loads of things, man. You might recognise him if you see his face. What's his name? Yoan Griffith. Oh, not Yohad, what I've written down there. No, it's uh, Yohan, I think it's I-O-A-N, uh, Grufford. Welsh guy, but he does American accents and things, he does English accents and things. Oh, yeah, I recognise him. Yeah, he's been around for a long time now. Yeah, I know who that dude is. What voice in him in? Don't know. I don't know. He's been in loads of shit, though, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. He was pretty pretty young when he did Hornblower, but Hornblower is, uh, he's, he's fantastic. I, I love that. Um... Anyway, uh, she was also. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving on. She played Jessica McAllister in Emmerdale Farm back in the early 90s for 103 episodes. Oh, why? Apparently. 
Okay. In that. But more importantly, sort of, Farm, then? kind of. Yeah, it, in that time, it was still Emmerdale Farm. Yeah, okay. I think. Right. I've written Emmerdale Farm. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> could, could just be me. More importantly, a sort of, kind of, sort of, Doctor Who alert. Hey. She was in Torchwood, uh, episode called Out of the Rain as the Creepy Pearl, which I remember vividly. Sigh, won't. You've never seen it. I've not seen that, no. No. Very creepy character. Very, very well played. Uh, and also, she was in a thing called Doctor Who Dark Eyes, uh, which is an audio uh, series with Paul McGann from that era. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she, uh, oh, nice. she did a fair few of those as well. Yeah. I got a bit of a crush on her in this, you know. Have I you? Don't know, I don't know if it's the whole 90s aspect that reminds me of being 18 again or what. I know it's 2002, but it's there's a big 90s feel to some of these episodes. There's something about her, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Oh, it's very 90s, the decor and the way that she's dressed The music up. as well. Yeah, very, very 90s. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. There's, 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 there's something about her for sure. Um, right, so he shows him around the... Uh, the place he shows him into a room and says this is the parlor never heard that before <laughs> in my life no no <laughs> and at this point we're getting uh, the impression that this guy is a creepy weird dude aren't we he's very odd isn't he yes <laughs> i've written it's a shit flat <laughs> it is it's a dub <laughs> but he wants cash they like it and they can work their price down a little bit because it is so shit so they yep. you know they, they go for it don't they Absolutely. Um, he, he, yeah, he says he wants the cash in hand. And Emily says, well, I want 10% off for cash. And they kind of have a bit of a bargain. Um, he agrees and goes and gets the keys. And I've written, he, he seems very awkward. Mm. So I'd be interested to see your thoughts on this straight away because they've shown this lady cutting out things. Yeah. From newspapers. And now they've shown this really awkward guy. And I'm thinking, sitting there thinking, I know TV. Yeah. She's cut things out and he looks creepy. She's clearly the killer and we're going to be led to believe that it's him. What did you... Yeah, I, I, I got the impression that we're supposed to think the killer is him, is Colin. That's what I thought. Straight but away. I'm thinking it's blatantly not. It's going to be one of the girls. And you've got the whole yeah. cutting out of the... At this point, uh, I was yeah. convinced it was the one cutting the stuff out. Yeah, I think I lent that way as And well. a little bit later on, I started going, hmm. Yeah. Because she's a weirdo mind. It's Lucy, isn't it? The one cutting the stuff out of the... Yeah. Yeah, she's... Very odd. Yeah, she's a bit of an odd job, so... Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I've written here, there's something about him for sure, but I think they're trying too hard to make him look like a wrong one. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. It's trying too hard to steer you that direction. And like you said, we know TV. Mm. Now, if I was to sit down with one of my kids and watch this, they'd probably think they were Sherlock Holmes and figuring it out early and think it was him because they haven't watched mm-hmm. TV of this this genre to know that there's going to be you know, misdirects, I guess. you know. But to mm-hmm. us, a bit older who've seen this sort of thing and Murder in Mind itself, We've, we're thinking, oh, okay, you're not getting us this time, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> we got your number, 118. Exactly. <laughs> That's a niche reference. That was <laughs> <laughs> 118. 
<laughs> oh. See, nobody thinks of the guys who, who worked for 118 when the internet came out and killed off businesses, do they? <laughs> Everyone thinks about, you know, the music business and all that dying out because of the internet. Nobody thinks of the 118 guys. The poor, the poor jogger lads. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, some more upbeat music as they clean and decorate have written. Music montage. Oh, yeah. And this is what I'm thinking. This is so 90s. Because the no, stuff they're yeah. hanging up and the things that, like the throw they put over the sofa and the, they hang something up in a doorway, don't they? And I'm thinking, I'm fairly certain my girlfriend had that when I was 17 or whatever. You know? Yeah, like, I don't know if there were butterflies, but that kind of butterfly, like, yeah, there you go. Hanging yeah. thing goes over the door. And oh, it was yep. so 90s. And they were very clear on here to show us the differences in their personalities because Emily who was the one driving the bargain forward, the one that uh, Cy got a stiffy over. She, um, she, she's <laughs> throwing things all over the place and just shoving stuff in drawers and just getting on with life. And the other one is folding things very neatly and very particular and moving things in a particular fashion, very mm. attention to detail. So they're quite quickly showing you the difference in their personalities. And again, I think leading you towards uh, Lucy being a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. She's very, you know, yeah. you think organized so what i think is really good throughout to be honest so i'll put my card on the table with that but from here onwards you never quite know or i didn't where it's going because there are moments where you go they're leading you a bit too far with lucy so mm-hmm. it must be emily but that doesn't make sense so it must be him but it might be her and you never quite know yeah. where it's going and there's enough build up and build up and build up that starts from point kind of this point where you are constantly questioning, or at least I was. Yeah, to me, the question was always between the girl, Lucy and Emily. Mm. Especially when we get, to, I'm jumping about a little bit here, I suppose, but when we go to the um, the scene where everyone is watching the television, but in different rooms, mm-hmm. and we're getting the news report about a girl who's been attacked the night before, mm-hmm. and they say that there's no evidence of sexual attack. So straight away, I'm thinking, right, it's one of the girls. End of. Yeah. Because that was like incredibly unsettling thrown in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking it's one of the girls. But I'm at this point still heavily invested in it being Emily because she's just an oddball. You mean Lucy? Lucy, sorry, yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But again, I'm not saying that everyone that is a bit odd is a serial killer, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I, I, I was the same, but near the end, I started thinking maybe it was a misdirect for a misdirect for a misdirect, and yeah. I started getting in my head because I was trying to be too clever with it. I got myself in a little loop. Yeah, I, I, there was one. I, I ruled Colin out straight from the off. So then mm. everything that happened afterwards to make you think it was Colin, I doubted mm. until uh, until uh, near the end. There was yep. one. Mo- there was one moment where I thought, "Oh, hang on." That was same. I think the same moment that I thought that. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. This right. Like I said, they're showing differences between them around. You know how how organised and whatever. Um, Emily goes upstairs. Um, to so they're they're basically their flat sharing, if you like, the downstairs, and Colin lives mm-hmm. upstairs. Yeah. Emily goes upstairs. And Colin stops her from going into his study. And I've written there because he said to them that uh, his mum had left him the house in the will. 
and um, you know he he can't afford to keep it basically. So I've got here. He is a bit dodgy, so I reckon his mum's in there. Uh, okay, like uh, was it Norman Bates with the old mum stuff? Yeah, I thought maybe they mm. one at one point they were going to open the door and his mum was still going to be there, but he's not dropped her. So not necessarily that he killed her, but just dead in a chair. Yeah, I thought yeah. that might be might be happening. Uh, spoilers, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I think he seemed impressed by their decorating. Yeah, I mean, all I've done is you know throw a bit of stuff around. It's not, you know. But it was shit before. To be fair, yeah, okay, fair enough. And they sit down on the sofa as well, don't they? And it just there's a, an explosion of dust as well, which <laughs> shows that, that that they've done a half a job. They've not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've written. Lucy has psycho eyes. Yes. Yes, indeed. And she gives Emily a rape alarm, which goes off, and they have a bit of a laugh about it. Have you ever heard uh, one of those? Hmm? Have you ever heard one of those? I don't mean like when you... <laughs> Are you accusing me? <laughs> Do you select your victims and make sure they don't have... No. <laughs> don't have you ever heard one of those as in, like, you know, whilst you're right, attacking or anything like that? I know you're far too clever to not get caught. But... Um... <laughs> Just a disclaimer for everyone listening. I don't think that's what Morton does. <laughs> um, have you ever actually like been around a rape alarm where it goes off or gets tested? No, I've only really seen it like on this. Mate, they are fucking loud. The wife like got like from, from some of the suppliers that the wife gets for her business, so like all the smellies and the bits and bobs that she makes and all that. Mm. They send these key rings through that she can assemble to sell off, and you got a little rape alarm that attaches to the key ring as well. And it's quite a cool little. It looks like a little um like a little sort of teddy bear kind of thing, but then you, you, you disconnect part of it and the alarm goes off. Holy shit. Was it loud? Like on a, it made my eyes water loud, you know, gotta be though, isn't it really? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It wouldn't be no good, but just sort no over here. It's going down over here. <laughs> that, that'd be no good. Better check this out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh oh. Um yeah, she gives her a gives her a alarm and whatever. Um I wrote at this point, again, I've written a lot of things here that turned out I was talking bollocks. So I wrote she seems <laughs> to have a hots for her mate. Okay. I mean I could see that. Or when I say see that, I could imagine that. But that's another yeah, story. I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Emily uh leaves and uh Lucy is the one with the psycho eyes, has a scrapbook with all the newspaper cuttings of murders. And I've written, I know that kind of behaviour. Um, she hears a noise upstairs and we have creepy music. So she quietly goes, hello. <laughs> she, she's doing an impression of a rape alarm that we were doing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> she use the other one. Um, I've written, what a lovely little trope that is before sitting down. Mm. Um, okay. So she's got the scrapbook. That's creepy. That makes you think, oh, it's definitely her. And also, at this point, very we're very early on, we have been sticking with her mostly. Yes, yes. And I know murder in mind. Mm-hmm. We stick with the character, hence the name of the title. So I am thinking it's her at this point. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's weird. She hears creaking. And then I've written, old matey climbed out the window. By which I mean Colin. It's climbed out of the window, jumped down. She decided then uh, to leave the house and watch him walk away. 
And I've written, like, firstly, why did she think it was weird that there was floorboards creaking when she knows that there's someone that lives upstairs? Yeah, there is that. And we are at this point assuming that he's not the killer. So why has he jumped out the window? Yeah. Why doesn't he just use the front door? Yeah, that is very strange. He is sneaking out and being very sus, isn't he? Yeah. Bit odd. And then they, the, the camera zooms in on a full moon. I was like, he's a werewolf. <laughs> but that's what they're calling the killer, isn't it? The full moon killer, I think it is. Did they? It was on the paper. It, it said Mystic full clothing. moon. Yeah. And then was it on the was it on the paper again or on the TV again? Uh, that explains why they keep showing the full moon because the yeah. killer only kills when there's a. Uh, okay, missed that detail. Yeah, the full. The, I don't think the term full moon killer was used, but I think it said. Um, I think the headline read full moon strikes again, fifth victim found or sixth victim found or something like that. Are full moons that frequent? Well, we don't really have a timeline as to how quickly this person is killed, do we? We don't know. Hmm. Mm. How long do full moons hang around for as well? It's a night or two, isn't it? You've got a couple of nights worth? I don't know. All I know is that um, uh, my wife, Moab, she <laughs> works in the care industry. Okay. And you know when there's a full moon. Okay. Was she a werewolf? No. <laughs> no, it's very strange, but ask anyone that in care, they will tell you. Um people living with dementia, when there's a full moon, they seem to be very, very active in the evenings, walking with purpose and um don't seem to be as lucid. It's very, very strange. Wow, okay. But that everyone I've ever worked with in the care industry will tell you that. So wow. I, there's gotta be something in it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm not suggesting that they're werewolves. No, okay. Well, I'm glad we ruled that out. Just to clear that. <laughs> um, Emily gets a taxi after work, uh, and then we see some random woman, because we've seen the full moon, like you just mentioned. We see some random woman, I've written, um, or random women, uh, and one of them goes for a walk home, I assume, uh, and she hears something before speeding up. I've written, I've been there. And we hear something a bit dodgy, and you start walking a bit briskly. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fella, and I like to think of myself as quite brave and not startled or scared by much. But to walk home to my house from town, I can go the longer way around, or I can cut through Gloucester Park. Mm. And I will just cut through Gloucester Park, thinking whatever. And I get halfway through Gloucester Park, and it's not very well lit, and it's quite notorious for stuff going on in that place. I hear a noise. Yeah, I'm shitting myself, and I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, but I still decide on the way home beforehand. That's the way I'm going because I'm big tough boy, and I regret it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> but it's just like a brisk walk that makes no difference, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna get me. They're gonna get me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I've been there. Um, she's then attacked and murdered, and I write, "I've not been there." No. No. And I, this this <laughs> confused me a little bit initially because. She's attacked and murdered, and it's dark, and there's lots of fighting and moving around, and it's all quite. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot going on initially i thought this was one of the girls from the flat getting killed oh okay so when we then cut to the scene where they're both talking to each other i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) and then i realized again yeah i was like yeah that's that's not the same person i I know they mentioned later on that the the killer's got a type but this person looks nothing like the other yeah i know i know (laughs) (laughs) she had 
shortish hair. That's the only similarity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the killer takes her earrings out. Uh, we don't see the actual murder, um, but obviously we we believe that that's happened. And I've written, for me, the music was a little OTT. Yeah, there's a couple of moments. There's one in particular we're going to come to much, much later on that I think was a bit OTT and a bit almost almost borderline cheesy with what they were trying to achieve. But we'll come mm. to that. You'll probably know what I'm on about when we get there anyway. So Yeah, there's a, you know, there's been a bit of that in Murder in Mind. There has been a bit of that, yeah. which I think is one of the things that ages it. Because I think, I, I said this when we first started this podcast, if you redid Murder in Mind now, all the episodes, same writer, everything, but with modern day um, production, I think it will be the biggest series in the UK. Oh, 100%. Totally. I imagine it to be dark and gritty and edgy and, uh, mm. you know, whereas this is very much a bit more colourful, a bit, well, I keep saying it, even though it's not a show from that era, it feels 1990s mm. in certain aspects. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Emily gets home from that and Lucy jumps and she's got a knife in her hand. Mm. Uh, and she says it's because Colin went out. Right. Um, and she said that she thought he was coming down and to, uh, coming downstairs until she called out. Uh, and I've written, now it feels too obvious that she's a killer. Uh, must see it. Must be Emily. Emily sees the scrapbook and looks concerned. See, this is the moment I started to spin as well. Because mm-hmm. she's come back after we've seen the killing. So the timeline mm-hmm. dictates she is outside when this happens. Colin is outside when this happens, but we've already ruled him out in our own, you know, Morty and Cy you know, private investigation services. <laughs> and <laughs> Lucy is sat at home being a lunatic with a knife in her dressing gown. So mm-hmm. it's not her. So by process of elimination and the fact that she was out of the building at the time, I'm kind of now settling upon it being Emily. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh yeah. I've read, it's one of these women for sure, but I now have no idea which one. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this was a moment where I realized I was overthinking this too much and I just need to watch it. Yes. Um, Lucy throws uh, Lucy. Sorry, uh, shows her friend. I guess I mean Emily. Uh, the TV about the murder, uh, and now I'm thinking she's just obsessive. Um, I feel like it's one of them. Morty, sort your life out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've And at, th- at this point, I'm realising I'm overthinking it and need to just watch. Right. <laughs> uh, Lucy yeah, leaves uh, Emily. Um, Lucy, ah, Lucy leaves, and then Emily lets herself into um, lets herself into old matey's room, into Emily's room, uh, Lucy's room. Fuck off, Mort. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> right, yeah. the hot one breaks into the mental one's room. Yes, right. the mental one's kind of hot as well. I confused it now, haven't I? I'm sorry. The hot one walks into <laughs> Crazy Eyes' room. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, and searches through her stuff. I guess either she's questioning Lucy too, and she finds a scrapbook and looks through it. That's what I wrote. Mm. Uh, and then she heads upstairs, calling for Colin. Lovely use of the creaky stairs. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's good. Love a bit of that. Yeah, I feel for Colin here as well, mind, because that crazy eyes is, you know, she's freaked out because Colin's gone out. Mm. So here, Lucy, not Lucy, Emily goes and uh, talks. Yeah, the hot one goes and talks to Colin about mm. this, 
and asks, you know, he's, she's she's quite blunt and upfront, isn't she? Her, her character mm. is throughout the whole episode, to be fair, and mm. says about going out and you freak my friend out. And Colin's like, mm, I just went out. I didn't <laughs> realise I was going to. And I'm thinking, yeah, Colin, tell them to fuck off, man. It's not their business what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so I've got, she goes upstairs. Colin tells her not to go in that room again. Um, so I'm still thinking, are you right there, Simon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just getting comfy. <laughs> <laughs> so I disappeared for a second there. I thought that he'd fallen down the back of the sofa. No, no, no. I'm on the bed, mate. I'm on the bed. I'm cosy on the bed today. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, he seems annoyed about being questioned about going out late, which is fair enough, I right? Yeah, 100%. Why can't he go out? Yeah. And it's also, a bit weird he jumped out the window. Yeah, that's odd behaviour. Mm. That's odd behaviour. But it must be something in the water around there, because they're all acting a bit cuckoo, aren't they? Yeah, they are, really. And also, uh, he's asked them not to go in his study, where he works, because he works from home, mm-hmm. and they keep fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a bit off, aren't they? I'm feeling sorry for this dude. Yeah, he's he's clearly, you know, first they're making him to be creepy, and then after that they just make him to be really socially awkward. Mm. And you do feel for him. And again, I think he's a character that in the modern era, people would perhaps um, feel for even more. Really, mm. yeah. Um, it's not their damn business, all right. He, he said he's, he's going to see his friend in hospital who's dying. Which, if that's true, poor old Colin. Yeah, exactly. And he's got to go late at night because apparently he, this, his friend of his doesn't sleep because of the medication he's on. Yeah. You know, and when yeah, they talk about go, this... It's like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when the two girls talk about this, uh, uh, Emily, no, sorry, Lucy, Crazy Eyes, mm-hmm. she gets her ass out about... Well, why are they changing the visit time, visiting times for him? It's none of your freaking business, love. <laughs> she's a she's a pain in the ass. She is. Um, he says, bless him. He says, sorry for waking Lucy. Uh, and he tells Emily that she doesn't have to worry, but thanks anyway. Mm. Um, so Crazy Eyes still uh, starts running a bath. I put she's very creepy, but she's too creepy. Um, then she presents her scrapbook to Emily. And it's at this point that I was like, okay, I got this now. Yeah. Um, See, she she presents it to the hot one and she says that the killer is going after a certain type, says that Emily matches the type, as does Lucy, uh, explains the fact that they look like her, which is uh, the victims look like Lucy does, which bothers her. And that's why she made a scrapbook, which does make sense because she is clearly an obsessive person. Mm. Yeah. I mean... (sighs) Is collecting stuff on serial killers weird? Because, I mean, I could literally, where I'm sat now, turn my laptop around and show you a whole bookcase of stuff I've got. Um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I could do that right now. In fact, I'll even try. I don't know if you can make it out. Over there, you can see the Murder in Mind DVD. I can see the body. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot over there. If you can, I don't know if you yeah. can make that out then. but And that's um, like, that's all books like Jack the Ripper and uh, there's a no. few about the Yorkshire Ripper and so on. No, but I think a scrapbook with paper newspaper cuttings mm. is odd. About any subject or about serial killers? About serial killer that's ongoing. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. About an ongoing serial killer case, getting the newspaper and cutting it out and sticking it in a book is odd behaviour. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. I think. Uh, and also, I've watched loads of serial killer type things, and they all keep trophies and all yes. this kind of stuff. So it just leads you down that garden path. Yes. Yeah. Um, Colin checks the pipes. Not a euphemism. Because uh, <laughs> there's no hot water. Um, and Emily asks if he's getting any. I sniggered like a child then. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, I watched that and I was like, Sai's going to laugh at that. <laughs> and you were correct. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then he said, she, she says, oh, you can use that in your, uh, in your plays. And he's like, I think they've finished making carry on films. He's got a little bit of a humor about him and he? he's just socially yeah. awkward. It's, it's almost and, like now he's twigged that the hot one is maybe a little bit interested. Mm-hmm. So old, old Colin's stepping up his game now, isn't he? Well, he's becoming a bit more comfortable around her, isn't mm. he? Um, and it's at this point I start liking him. I yeah. Think, oh, poor old Colin. Um, I've read he's wonderfully awkward. Um, his plays are quite deep. Uh, and he likes being lonely, he says. Um, That's a weird thing to say. Is it? I, I, I can understand I like being on my own. Uh, I like being like, yeah, I suppose. Phrasing no. it. Yeah. I like being, yeah, it's true. Because lonely, by definition, is a negative thing, isn't it? It's a sad emotion, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Literally, being, being lonely is literally piling after company, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's my def- my understanding of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're a clever sausage sometimes. Not often, but I have my moments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um... <laughs> Uh, she says that she can. He can ask her anything, and he's too shy to do that. Really, so she invites him out for a drink, yeah. and says, "You've got time to ask. Think about it." So, I mean, just so we're clear now, we've got the hot one openly flirting and and fancying a bit of Colin, mm-hmm. and we've also got Crazy Eyes, who is not unattractive either. Mm. You know, I just want to throw this out there if. When I was, well, 2002, I'd have been 21 in my late teens, early 20s, and I was mm. living around there. I 100% would have hooked up with one of these girls and ended up knifed. <laughs> I'd have been dead. And you would have been okay with it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucy's furious about it. Yeah. Uh, because she's convinced that Colin's a killer. Well, this is it. She, she's. This is where it starts to get a bit of, of an issue for me, and especially when we get into the later scenes when they that they sort of sit down for dinner and so on, mm. because I'm, I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, if you're that adamant that this guy is bad news, why are you still there? Yeah, just go. Yeah, even with somebody else convincing you to stay, there comes a point where the convincing wears thin or even wears out mm. with yourself. So it's that scenario of, at some point, your own instincts or fear, whether whether it's accurate or completely irrational, will take over. Yeah, because it's not just she's worried that there's a serial killer out. She's worried that the guy upstairs may be that serial killer. Yes. Get the fuck out of the house. But there's a brilliant conversation with between the two girls where Crazy Eyes is saying that she's concerned about this and he went out late at night and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And Emily explains that serial killers don't operate that way. They start 
far away from home and work in. Mm. And the guy who killed this girl on the common or in the or, or by the woods or wherever, like very close to the house that we saw on the news report probably lives miles away because that's where the body was found. So the body was found close, but he probably is miles away. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because she is using genuine logic with regards to how people hunt serial killers in real life to convince her friend not to worry, even though she may think the serial killer is living directly above her and there was a body found down the street. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite a clever little moment in the plot there, in the script. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, when Lucy's having a go, she says the rent's too good to be true and he's dodgy AF and Emily doesn't buy it and thinks he's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, can I show I not call her a hot one anymore then? What can I call her? We can still call her a hot one. I don't know. Is that a bit sexist? Well, I say, I say is it a bit sexist? It is incredibly sexist. Let's be oh, it definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you think we have any lady listeners? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, Should we err on the side of caution? Let's call her bubbly one. <laughs> bubbly one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to forget that. And that'll annoy Mags. Mm. Doesn't like bubbles. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah old Bubbles and Colin go out for a drink um, she says she doesn't go to the theatre and he asks what she does to relax um, I, I wrote it's always weird these days seeing people smoke in bars yeah it really is sitting there on a cigarette a bit odd wasn't it mm. um he says that it's either to have tenants or sell the house because of the uh, money situation that he's in. He says that he can't do that. And I've written, after he said, I can't do that, I'm telling you, dude's got his dead mum in that room. There's a, yeah, there is that moment where he says, I can't sell the house. And it's very much deadpan at the camera. I can't, I can't get rid of this house. I didn't think dead mum. My mind instantly went to bodies in the walls. Right. I, I was thinking dead mum in the study. Uh, but then I am from Gloucester, Fred West. <laughs> Well, everyone talks about the house at Cromwell Street. That's the famous one, 25 yeah. Cromwell Street. But there's also the house he had in Midland Road, which is right opposite Gloucester Park that I spoke about. Well, I walk, I walk past it all the time. That was another accommodation of his. There was bodies found there as well. And I'm fairly certain there was some... With bodies in walls in Gloucester. Yeah, probably. Moving on. <laughs> um, they start to uh, walk, you know, they left the restaurant or the bar, whatever. They start to walk. And she says... You know, she questions if this was the way home because they start going through that little common or whatever it is where yeah. we saw the last girl get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, that's not the way that we walked to get here. And he's like, oh, that's a shortcut, it's fine. And she's like, it's a bit of a creepy shortcut. And then she tells him that if her heart is beating, going fast. Asks her, He asks her if she's frightened. And she realises at that point that it's where the last lady was found and killed. What did you think during this bit? Again, I was thinking... She was very specific with, oh my God, this is where they found her. And it's mm. like, okay, am, am I being too suspicious now? Or it, does she know the specific location of where the body was found? Because in my head, I'm thinking, well, she knows where the body's found. She's been killing him. But again, I could be very overly suspicious. But they there. did show the lady on the TV, didn't they? It's, it, by this point, have we seen the report on the TV? We have, yes. But I don't think we saw the body, did we? Uh, no, no, we didn't see the body, but they were on the TV, weren't they? Or was that not yet? 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. She, she, well, the, the reporter was just stood in front of other trees, weren't she? So, okay, in my mind. Mm. Oh yeah, because it was just a reporter, wasn't it, at that time? Mm. Um. Then the police rock up, jump out of the bush. Yeah, with torches and all that, and want to know what's going on. Um. Well, I, I liked this bit. Police jumping out and going, "Oi, are you all right, Miss? Mm. Dodgy fellow with you." There's two things with this scene that one I thought was very cleverly done, knowing the end of the episode now, and then one okay. I thought was not so cleverly done. Uh, first of all, we had the police officer saying, "You shouldn't walk this way because, yeah, there's you no know, bad stuffs happened down here, especially you, Miss, because obviously the victim's a female, mm. so and she got short hair and exactly, exactly. So mm. that to me is again a a, a kind of almost a misdirect effort away from the potential of it being one of the girls being the killer and so on. Oh, well, that was quite cleverly done. The thing that wasn't too cleverly done for me was when they're walking down there and she talks about how this is the location, this is where they found her, my heart's racing now. And then we get a flashback, the same flashback of the girl being attacked at this moment, almost in somebody's mm-hmm. mind. And I'm thinking, well, she's the one talking. The flashback is—is is the flashback in her mind, or is it just for our benefit? And it did make me think, okay, she's talking about it. We're getting the flashback. Is she seeing that? Is that basically saying that she is the killer now? I didn't. I did not pick up on that. Okay. Mm, yeah, good point. With hindsight, like you say, mm. but we get it again a bit later on, which cancels it out. But at that moment, I thought to myself, okay. Mm. Um, he starts apologising to her. Um, and she says, you know you know how to sober a girl up. Um, he says he doesn't watch TV, so he didn't know. Mm. Um, Emily questions the police, um, pouncing on anyone walking around there. Um, and that the, uh, the dress that he gives the police is uh, fake. Yeah. Yeah. And again, um, it's he explains pretty much straight afterwards why he gave the fake address when he's when he's asked about it. And it makes mm. perfect sense. He's it's dodgy as hell. He's accepting cash for rent. He's trying. Mm-hmm. She says, well, they're not after you for diddling your taxes. Makes perfect sense. He's again, illegal, but makes it makes sense when he gives his explanation. Mm. But at that exact moment, confronted by the police, you're starting to think, oh, hang on. Why is he giving the wrong address then? Yeah, but then, like you say, his explanation makes sense. Yes. If he's done yeah. something, if he is this kind of nervous person that he's portrayed to be, and he's done something illegal, mm. like the cash in hand, then when the police ask him, he's just going to go, uh, and yeah. just answer something. It yeah, will again, be the biggest thing on his mind. It's creating little grey areas again, isn't it, that I think is, is really good with murder in mind in general. Even on the episodes mm. that we're not too fond of, there are certain bits of dialogue that create these momentary grey areas where you do sort of go, okay, I've got this figured out, but hang on. Mm-hmm. They pop up every now and again, don't they? Yeah. And I, I like, like this episode is a bit different because it's a bit more of a whodunit type thing yeah. rather than a following, really, isn't it? Uh, or so it seems, but actually, like I say, it could, you know, with hindsight, you watch it differently, don't you? Um, all right. She supposed, she's, uh, seems to have quickly gotten over her supposed fear. Yeah, she's pretty Got chilled out very quite quickly. quickly yeah. Mm. Um, and I've written Lucy has not. No, she's still <laughs> acting all over the place, isn't she? This one. 
she's just staring at her book. Um, she's now also making notes about what time they get back. Mm-hmm. She's a bit uh, creepy. Um, Emily had a nice time apart from the walk home. Uh, and after Emily says goodnight to him, Lucy is straight out to question her. I've been good God. She's intense. Yeah. And it, it's, it's almost like, um, well, it's an obsession, isn't it? Like you said, more it's an obsession. She's got the scrapbook and all that sort of stuff, and they're making the notes and so on. But it's almost like this obsession is now taking over, and she's almost unraveling mm-hmm. with some of her obsessive behaviour. It seems to be getting worse. And and it's, again, we say this every week. It's not a long episode. It's not like a TV series telling this whole story. Mm. It's one hour of telly. Yeah, and we're already seeing her unravel in this short period, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I think. Sometimes they use clever tricks, sometimes not so much, and they rush the stories and stuff. But I think the the timing of this one has been pretty good. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think this flowed really well throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Um, so later on that night or in the morning, Lucy's sleeping and someone goes into her room and takes her bracelet and a photo mm-hmm. from her desk. And then I've written, uh, Dr. Watsits is on the TV. Dr. Watsits? That's what I've written. I don't know what that is. Uh, it was um, it was the detective. I don't think she was even a doctor. Okay. It was the, the lady <laughs> talking about <laughs> it was the lady talking about um, the murders and explaining everything that you said earlier about the um, the mind of a uh, serial killer. Yeah, which is on the TV, and she's saying about um, that there's no sexual, you know, yeah, attack right this and yeah. the other. The reason I might have, well, I think she could have been a doctor if she was explaining that. But the reason I might have called her Doctor Watsits, it, yeah, she is Doctor Ringfield, Matt Ringfield. <laughs> Ringfield. <laughs> <laughs> she is, uh, I think it pronounced Lachelle, Lachelle, Lachelle Carl. You recognise her? Nope. Bloody should do. Doctor Who alert, my friend. Oh, okay. Where from? But she was in a lot of Doctor Who. Okay. So. She plays Trinity Wells, who is the American newsreader throughout New Who and the Children of Earth Torchwood series, as well as Sarah, Sarah Jane Adventures. So I know you haven't watched Torchwood. Yeah. And I know you've not watched Sarah Jane Adventures, but she yeah. appears in those. She also appears in New Who throughout whenever they do new station bits. So yeah, like when okay. the Christmas trees are going mental uh, in the Chris Eccleston ones. Um I just had another thing. Uh, the Savine. Yes. Um, anything like that. Uh, I can think of a David Tennant one a second ago, and it's gone out of my head straight away. They have an American news reporter that pops up and starts and saying her. things. And it's her. And she's not actually American? Uh, no, she's American. She was, oh, was she? American in this, mate. Oh, was she? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it. pretty that. sure she was. Okay. I think she is American. I think she is. Um... But she was in a lot of episodes, and she was in, like I say, Torchwood as well, and Sarah Jane Adventures, which was a nice bit of continuity between them mm. both. Um, she first appeared in Aliens of London. Um, so, oh, so she was in Aliens of London through until the end of time. Oh, okay, um, so that's quite right. She hasn't appeared since then. However, this is a long time ago. I wrote this. However, a Google search shows that the character died in the comics. Um. So up to you whether that's canon or not. Interesting. 
Now, with regards to the comics, and again, I don't know, this will air before November, of course it will, but um, <laughs> with regards to the comics and being canon and so on, have you seen the trailer for the new Doctor Who specials that are coming out with David Tennant? If there's been a new one recently, no. I saw one a couple of months ago. Okay, there's a clip that shows the, the three different... What was that? I don't know. I don't know. That's Colin trying to get out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there's this little white thing that Donna Noble in the advert pokes, thinking it's like a teddy bear or something, and it squeaks at her. And that's all you see in the clip. Apparently, that is a character or, or an alien of some description from the comic books. So I'm assuming it oh, is. Oh, I thought you were just going to say it was like uh, that little weird fat creature thing. No, no, no. It was different to that, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if, if it is canon, that newsreader is dead. Ah, uh, Okay. And that'll be why she'd not rocked up again since. Well, she did well once she was alive. She, she, she rest in peace. Um, also, <laughs> the, the voice of Muck in Bob the Builder. Oh, right. Okay. I should have recognised her from that, really. She did. Mm, <laughs> I, my kids watched Bob the Builder. Well, no. Bob the right, Builder was on my If you look at this 20-second bit of her on the TV talking <laughs> about some dead woman and go, oh, that's Muck. <laughs> And I would be really impressed. Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> and when I say that, I, it was on my te- my lad was into Bob the Builder, and he's twenty now. So, yeah, okay, I, I get it. Would have been incredible. <laughs> um, she explains uh, the reason um, is rage, not lust, like you said. They're all watching it separately as she explains it, that it might be hatred of the female form. Um, and they, they, so Colin is watching it, but he's standing next to the TV kind of watching it. And I thought, firstly, I thought it was, oh, well, I guess that kind of backs up that he doesn't usually watch TV because he's trying to keep up with it. Then I thought, doesn't watch TV. Why has he got a telly? Uh, yeah, this is true. Perhaps he... Perhaps he's a gamer. Perhaps he's got... What would it have been in 2000? back then? What, 2002? What would he have had in 2002? Uh, a PS2? Might have just got... No, PS1 by that point, surely. PS1. There you go. Maybe, maybe he sits there playing his PS1, I don't know. Trash Bandicoot. Ah, oh, yeah. What was the um, uh, the game with the, the fox that used to fly for the ship for all the stars? Um, Sonic? Oh. No, it was called Star Fox. So that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, actually that was Super Nintendo that's not even Playstation 1 <laughs> that'll be the one <laughs> oh dear I don't do myself any favours do I <laughs> <laughs> I remember James Pond on the Sega Mega Drive oh the fish was he he was a goldfish if you say he was a fish yeah well, I don't know. yeah that was good Alex Kidd on the map. references are getting weirder. They are. <laughs> I bet if somebody ever comes across this episode, listens to it and goes, do you know what? That was really good, which would be a surprise in its own. So they go, that, that was really, I'm going to go back and listen to the whole back catalogue and they press play on our first episode. They're in for a shock, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear. I think, that's I think like, they're oh, that's like crazy eyes. We, we've escalated. <laughs> we definitely have. Yeah. By by the end of Murder in Mind, 
you know, sort of the, at the end of third series, I think it will just pretty much be us just sitting there dribbling, going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> remember that game on the Nintendo when you were a, a camel or something? Why do I say, is there a camel game? I don't know. Camel. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about camels after the Morning Fitch podcast. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, Mort. Yeah, stupid freaking squirrel girl. Uh, She explains. No, I would have done that. Fuck yourself. Okay. (laughs) Colin's leaving. Not forever. Uh, He's going to meet a director or something. Uh, and Emily wants him to be around for her birthday, she said. She wants him to join her for that. And Lucy is worried about him going away. What? Why? Surely if he goes away and you think he's a serial killer, that's a good thing. Yeah, now's the opportunity to leave the house. Yeah. We don't know her situation in the sense of, like, has she not got anywhere to go? But in that photo of her that was taken, there was a guy in that picture. Yes, there was. There was. So why hasn't she spoken to him? Or maybe that's a brother. I don't know. Even then, go and talk to him. Never mentioned, is it? Never mentioned. Um, so Emily picks up some posts, uh, including one for Colin, and she goes into the room that he warned her against, and no dead mum. No. You, you sound disappointed. Because <laughs> I thought I'd <laughs> sussed it. Um, Lucy walks up behind her, and she's just looking around, apparently. I put Lucy's crying. She's a nut job. Yeah, she has completely lost the plot. I put, but it seems like Emily is the one at this point. Yeah. Um, and then Emily suggests that they go out for a drink. Emily's definitely life of the soul, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. She's, you know. And it's the same whenever you see them talking in work as well. She's the one who's lively and chatty. You know, whereas Lucy sort of sits in the corner and, and so on, isn't it? Starts tripling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wishing she was still in that blue dressing gown with her knife yeah <laughs> uh, and then I put if focusing on a full moon again why is that Sai's told me why there we go um, now we're it's Emily's birthday and it's daytime again uh, Emily leaves and Lucy decides to go upstairs as it plays classic murder in mind suspense music she goes into one of his rooms searching for her stuff, which is interspersed with images of Emily shopping. This, I mm-hmm. thought, was odd. Yeah. I suppose it's trying to give... I don't know, actually. I was about to say, I suppose it's trying to give a bit of a timeline as to where... Create a bit of suspense as to when she's going to arrive home and all this sort of stuff. But we're not supposed to be suspecting her, so it would be kind of irrelevant, wouldn't it? <sighs> I mean, she's picking up some lettuce. Yeah. Serial killer. She must be batshit crazy. (laughs) Good point, yeah. Salad? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are saying all vegans are serial killers. That's exactly what we're saying. We are indeed. We are indeed. Oh, God. We're getting cancelled. Come at me. Back for one episode. (laughs) Back from one episode, and we're going to be. Hated. Are you sure we didn't upload the last one, or has it since been cancelled and taken down? Oh, do you know what? That's a good shite. Maybe it has. <laughs> Did we say anything bad on that one? Well, I'm assuming know. we did. Yeah, I'm sure we did. Yeah, not the one where we started talking about pygmy things, was it? Like what? 
pygmy things because i'd recently oh. done by that point uh, a podcast where we talked about a pygmy zoo and then me and you went on like a 20 minute conversation about pygmy things no i don't know was was it that one perhaps we've been aff- we've offended little people this is again our conversation of this accepted vernacular for little people again no, <laughs> no. moving on swiftly <laughs> swiftly more um <laughs> pretend you're a star fox um <laughs> yeah so she she goes in one of those rooms and um says for a staff like i said we see uh emily fiddling with her lettuce and then um lucy lucy found her bracelet in the room yeah uh just as emily gets home and lucy is pacing back and forth she's all worried and she tells emily that it was in his room and they agreed to search his things together Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is where you start getting some really interesting moments, isn't it? The, I feel like again the pacing this was really good, but at this point, for me, it the suspense was coming up and up and up and mm-hmm. up, and now my brain is going, "It's her." No, it's her. Oh, it might be him because maybe it's a misdirect. And this is yeah. where I'm really, really invested in this because I know something's going to happen. I'm looking at the time. There's not long left. I know something's going to happen here. Yeah. And we've also got the added. This is where Colin is now being shown as being on his way home, isn't it? He just arrived back at the train station. Yeah. Yes. Because he's, yeah, he's, he's left his meetings early, hasn't he? So they're not expecting mm-hmm. him back yet. So that, yeah, adds, that adds to the suspense, doesn't it? I mean, it's the final countdown. Doodaloo-doo. Uh, Emily has no idea what she's looking for she says and then she finds the victim's earrings in her glass Uh, they then find lots of images of women with short hair with their eyes gouged out burned out cut out whatever they're creepy they are when somebody does that to pictures that is weird things aren't looking good for Colin right now are they no they're not they're not but then uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead a little bit here and what stopped me if I am but eventually when we get Colin arrive back, because they try and hide everything and put it back, don't they, as, as they hear mm. him come back in. And then Colin goes up to the room and so on, and he notices the earrings that have been left on the side. Mm-hmm. And there's not even an attempt to hide them. And no. I'm thinking, right, Emily was the one who pulled the earrings out. She was holding them. She's put them down there and no attempts to hide them whatsoever. My mind straight away went to, again, it's just like watching too much crime shit, I suppose. My mind straight away went to, she's planting them for a fucking reason. She's left them there to get his fingerprints on them or something like that. Now, obviously that doesn't play out as being what happened, Mm. but that's where my mind went to. Yeah. I think they're trying, you know, you could believe that because they were rushing because he came home and they were rushing to, to tidy up. They could have just missed that, but considering they only really found the pictures and the earrings, they would yep. be your main concern rather than just putting a couple of books back. Well, that was my mindset. It was like they didn't have a lot of stuff to hide and those were left in plain view. Yeah, they rush and panic. Uh, he doesn't see them go downstairs. They time that quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, believable, apart from the fact that the whole time they've been walking really slowly up the stairs and they've been creaking like bastards. Yeah. And then they run down them and nothing. Mm. Perhaps they figured out which one's creak now. Maybe. I mean, you, you. I would not be able to do that. What? Figure out which one's creak. No, just like n- people not hear me on the stairs. Oh, uh, okay. I can't walk lightly. 
when I used to sneak into my parents' house pissed up, I knew which steps I could step on and which ones I couldn't. <laughs> so, because my dad, if he heard a creak, he'd be up, and there'd be me okay. steaming, my eyes rolling in, you know, in my head and stuff. When I was supposed to be like, you know, already in bed a couple of hours ago or whatever, so I'd, put, I'd know which steps I could step on and, and all that sort of stuff. But that was through months and months and months of trial and error, <laughs> <laughs> and then getting my ass whipped by my dad when I walked in and you know fell over and trashed shit. Do you know what I used to do? I always, whenever I was pissed up in the town that I lived in, I would get pizza on my way home. Not kebab, pizza. Because okay. my place, place I went to, did buy and got on free pizza. Right. When I'm pissed, I fancy pizza, and I know I'm going to fancy cold pizza for breakfast. So I get myself two huge pizzas, right, whenever I was yep. drunk. But I have to sit there in the takeaway waiting for them to cook. By that point, you start to fall asleep. Yeah. And to lose the will to live. Um, so what I started doing was I would get to a certain part of town where I've already left the pub, and I would ring the takeaway, and I would go, can I order two pizzas for this place? And I would walk home because I would know it would take me about half an hour to walk home. Right. And by that point, by the time I get near my house, old matey rocks up with a car, right? And I can meet them there. Okay. So that I don't wake my parents up. That was the plan. Because what I used to do was I would I would come home and with my pizza, but I can't bother to wait. So then I would get them to deliver it to the house. But I thought, no, because it'll wake them up. So I would time it so that I would meet them there outside, give them the money. And then off they jolly well trot. On occasion, you know, I would go and order the pizza and they're like, we can give you a lift home if you want. Because we're going, we, go, we would have gone there anyway. We'll give you a lift home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I like the walk. But what I actually mean is, because yeah, I've still got to sit here. Yeah. Rather walk. Um, which was a really good plan. And it worked really well for me for a long time. Until one occasion when I went to leave the pub, made my phone call, saw a mate, went back into the pub, completely forgot that I'd ordered pizza. Brilliant. Stayed out for another probably hour and a bit. Got home, and on my walk home, realised that we had the pizza situation. <laughs> and I walked up to this takeaway, and they were like, oh, yeah, we we dropped it off at your house. And we said, don't worry about it, because we know that Mort's going to be here next week, which is a bad indictment on me. They're like, we'll just get the money from him later. Um, <laughs> so I went home, and I got in, and there was empty pizza boxes. And my parents, they'd woken my parents up, and they went, fuck that little prick, and ate my pizza. Oh, gutted. Because because I'd woken them up. So they were like, screw him, we're going to eat it. Yeah, I can see I where they're coming from. Mm, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. I used to, you know, like, you, you used to hear these horror stories, or these stories about people waking up with other people, and they would look and go, oh, God, oh, no. What have I done? Oh, yeah, I've been there. I used to do that with pizza. I'd wake <laughs> up and I'd look and there'd be two pizza boxes and I could see they've both been opened and i think, oh, God, I didn't eat both of them, did I? Please tell me I didn't eat two 12-inch pizzas. Please, God. And I'll look in the boxes and the first one will be empty and I'll be thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I'll open up the second one, it'll be half done and I think, you fat bastard. <laughs> I used to have a habit of going back to my parents' house and cooking a frozen pizza in the oven, but then forgetting I've put it on. I was to say, how often did you forget that, Si? Yeah, so there'd be times I'd fall asleep on the sofa, and there was <laughs> there was at least one occasion where I literally put the pizza in the oven, sat down, had a, had a glass of Coke or whatever, and then just fucked off to bed. <laughs> and a couple of hours later, the place is full of smoke, my mum yeah. had a yelling, and the smoke alarm's going off. 
And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was doing myself some food, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. That, anyway. That, that, anyway. <laughs> uh, we share too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he calls down and um, says that he's back a little bit early, but he's got some champagne. Bless him. Oh. Um, He's got flowers for his champagne and poor old Colin. Um, says he'll be down in five minutes. And I've written, why don't they just leave the house? Yes. Because they're now saying like, oh, he's not ready for a few minutes. Da, 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 da. I'm like, so just go then. Just leave the house. Yep. And also, here's the thing. Even if he is a serial killer, if they walked out of that house when he just said that he's upstairs, whatever, he's not going to follow them, surely. Because it's still quite bright. Yeah. Just leave the house. It's not, it's not a busy place, but it's not dead quiet, is it? No, there's other houses. There's see people about you. Just leave the house. Yeah. So at this point, I first, first of all, I I didn't really understand it. And then I thought, it's not, something's going to kick off, but it's not him. It's not Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, he says that he's not ready for a few minutes of it, so they could just leave. Um, she gets the phone. Uh, Emily gets the phone and puts it next to Lucy. They keep doing this weird thing, but they've done it on a lot of Murder in Mind episodes. They keep doing this weird thing where they kind of slow things down for a second. Right. And she gets the phone, and it slows down when she gets the phone. So I'm looking out to see if it's, like, disconnected or anything, and it wasn't. No. So I, I don't really understand why they kept doing that. Or was, I don't know, was it disconnected or was it? No, because no, later on I we checked. hear it, don't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a lot of the time when Emily was doing things. So maybe it was foreshadowing stuff, but I didn't really get why they kept doing that. Cause they've done that in other episodes, but usually it was a reason for it. Mm. Unless I just missed it. I don't know, but they, yeah, a bit odd. Yeah. I didn't and then, up, um, yeah. sorry, go on. I didn't pick anything up on that. No. Uh, um, she puts it next to Emily and then, uh, to Lucy and then Emily squeezes her arm a bit. Um, and then he's ready to go downstairs. They do that but they do that creepy slow down shot again, this time of him coming down the stairs. Um, he goes into a room and he looks around and he sees the earrings on the side, like you said, um, that are not in the glass. And he picks them up and looks at them. At this point, I still think he's being set up. I won't. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking it's a setup at this stage completely now. He tells Emily that he's got good news. The meeting went well. Bless him. Um, and he looks at the earrings when she leaves the room. Um, I've written this is so intriguing because I still don't really know where it's going to go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally right up until the reveal, they're still trying to make you guess one way or another, aren't they? Yeah. Because there's but, enough to believe it could be an either one of them. Yes. But there's still there's aspects as well that when you look back, you think, Okay, that was fucking obvious now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, he finds the scrapbook and um, asks if Emily finds it macabre. Um, she said she needs to get changed, and then she runs and starts grabbing a load of her shit, uh, starts tidying a load of things out. And at this point, I'm thinking she's about to off him and do a quick runner. Yeah, and when she started grabbing the, the... There's two things that went through my mind when she started grabbing clothes and so on. Grabbing clothing, chucking it in a bag. Initially, I'm thinking, from the aspect of of Colin being the killer, I'm thinking, 
that doesn't make any sense. You run, you leave your clothes. Mm. You know, but maybe heat in the moment because she's telling, um, she ha- she was telling uh, Lucy that she was going to go stall him and all this sort of stuff. So then mm. my mind went to, okay, well, why is she grabbing her stuff and not letting her mate grab any of her stuff? Mm. And then she grabs her CDs. Yeah. And I'm like, you wouldn't be worried. Too- well, I did. I said, maybe I would. But she oh. took that pretty thing off the door as well yeah and you're thinking why is she bothering with that if we hadn't already figured this out i'd be thinking that's that seems daft yeah yeah but like you say make complete sense really doesn't it yeah um and he's sitting in the other room looking pretty awkward and he bless him um when she comes back he questions lucy uh, emily as to where lucy is says where you know where's lucy and he then says he found something upstairs and he takes it out the earrings and shows her. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, have you been in my study? And he asks if they are uh, Emily's. And she says, good wine, isn't it? And at this point, yep. you're like, okay, yeah, now we get, there we get we the go. reveal. Yeah, 100%. And also on the note of have you been in my study? I ain't being funny. You're renting room out to people in a common space. Put a fucking lock on the door if you're that bored. Yeah. But yeah, it's never really explained why he's so funny about it. Well, so, that's how it works, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but then again, if you if you I've never been in that situation, but if you're renting the downstairs of your house out, you would not expect those tenants to keep coming upstairs and going in your freaking room, would you? No, but I would. I would lock the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lived in a house share, and I would always lock my door, whether I was in the room or not. Were you the type of person that wrote your name on the milk? No, no, I didn't give a shit about that. Oh, okay. No, because I have my own fridge and bedroom, so I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Um, She explains that the bracelet is Lucy's, uh, but the earrings are from the last victim, um, and that he has the fourth victim's necklace, and she starts going into a little bit of detail. Um, He says, there's nothing like that on my desk, and Emily says, there is now. And... Dun, dun, dun. they're all in the book the scrapbook Emily explains about how she did kill them yeah. she goes into some details about how some of them didn't fight some of them screamed it's very um, intense isn't it scene. I liked this I thought mm-hmm. she was I can't remember the actress's name that you said earlier on I apologise but she was really good in this I think mm. because oh, definitely. She, she, you know, she's, there's a flick of the switch there because we've got the reveal of, of what she's done and who she is and what's going on. But it's not so dramatic that the character changes completely. It's Absolutely. still the same character. It's very interesting you make that point because one of my concerns very early on was that it was going to be her and they were going to do an overdramatic character change. Now, I can't think what episode it was, but there was one episode where they had a character who was a bit like Mousy. I can't think who it was. Was it one of the episodes watch was a quirk? bit no no it was an episode where it was a she was a bit mousy and then it came out at the end that she was the killer and she completely dialed it up and she was like a panto villain and she was completely different i can't oh, think okay. which one it was so i'll have to go back and have a look um and um i just thought oh that's a bit jarring it's a bit over the top and when i, start, I started thinking it was emily i thought oh they're gonna do that aren't they she's gonna suddenly you know have a twirly moustache and but like, ah, 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 ah. Well, you mentioned this. I said earlier on about one moment that really took me out of it. Go on then. We're coming to that very, very soon. Okay. 
All right, interesting. Um, so she says that, um, you know, goes through killing them, and that the first one was never found. So it, it seems from what she said, her sister was killed on mm. that common. Yep. Right. And they presumed that she was killed as well, but they never found her body. And as she says that, he looks extra panicked and tries to leave. Right. Right. But he's been drugged, so he can't really leave. And she says that she tried to get their attention on that common. Mm. She said, I'm trying to get your attention on that common. And that him and Lucy have been a big help as it took ages to find them. Now, this confused me. I might have missed something. Because when I'm watching this, I'm thinking, did he kill her sister and try to kill her when they were younger? No. I've slept on so. it and thought about it. And I think, actually, she killed her sister. Yes. And they thought, right. But the way this was done, I don't think that was clear. No, I almost feel like we're missing a bit of the script. Almost like we're missing a scene or an explanation or something that would clear this up because it's, it is quite confusing. Like you said, but she, yeah, she has killed her sister. But then when she says it took me ages to find you two, Mm. I took that as meaning people that she can effectively frame for what's been going on. That's what I got a little, a little bit later after this. But when she first said that, I was like, so who are they to you? But it was the fact that she's sitting in there telling him that she's killed these people. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously drugged. But he's looking at her like, oh, God. And then when she says that they never found my body, he looks extra panicked. And that's when he tries to get away. So that's when I was like, so did, did he try to kill her and she's been searching for him this whole time? I don't know. I, I never what, got any of that. Well, I think that was wrong because of what happens in a in a minute kind of feels. Could then mm. uh, we'll get to it, but but then she kind of explains it a, a bit more, doesn't she? But that that was that was me me thinking that was a bit confusing. When he gets into the other room, that's when we find Lucy tied up and the phone is off the hook. I thought she was dead already. At, at the first few seconds, I did until we saw her crazy eyes. Yeah, that's it. And she's taped over her mouth. Emily grabs a knife and then she puts on some gloves and Emily says that Lucy was right. He's the bad one. Lucy even kept a diary. All the evidence upstairs and all the suspicion down here. Emily says it's what Lucy always wanted to be the biggest headline, the final victim. So at that point, I'm like, okay, right. So exactly what you said. It wasn't anything to do with that. She's just found the perfect fall guys here. Yeah, and there's a couple of bits in the episode when you, when you, when I look back that kind of add to that, because at the very beginning and through big interactions that we see between the two, it's like they're best mates and they've known each other for years and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But there's also a couple of moments where you think, well, maybe they haven't known each other that long. For example, the whole birthday thing. Yeah, she turns she turns around and goes, "It's my birthday Saturday," and Lucy's like, "Oh." Is it? Oh, okay. Great. We'll do something mm. for it. If that was your best mate who you lived with and you'd know before Saturday that was going to be her that was her birthday. Mm-hmm. So maybe she has literally found these people. And you, you mentioned as well more earlier on about her being the life and soul of the party and she's the centre of attention and she's quite 
controlling isn't the the right term, but maybe leading in certain situations. She leads her friends into different scenarios that mm. she leads Colin into scenarios quite a bit with how she is with him. Mm. I look back and I think she obviously isn't that pally with Lucy, who's a bit unbalanced, a bit off. Mm-hmm. Colin's a bit kooky as well. It's almost like right from the very beginning, she's been manipulating this to be the perfect storm at the end. She's been manipulating, yeah. drawing these two people in with her actions. And very clever because if the police came and found this girl that looks like one of the victims mm-hmm. and she, they find this guy who is living a little bit off grid, a yep. little bit dodgy and they find the scrapbook and she's been making notes of what time he leaves and comes back. Everything adds up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's very, very clever. Uh, but I just think that first interaction that I spoke about wasn't really clear. No, no, definitely not. No. Um, yeah, then she plays upbeat music um, and says it's going to be such fun. Is it Sophie uh, Ellis Baxter she plays? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. She's gonna be, this is going to be such fun. We cut to the full moon and then it ends. That's the bit that I thought wasn't quite necessary and was a little bit moustache twirling bad guy, muhohoha, and all that sort of stuff. Because she's on top. This is going to be such fun. And she's got the knife and she's got that huge, almost psychotic joker-esque smile it's almost like that was a bit too hammy a bit too over the top okay that took me out of it a touch but okay it's a tiny thing i i, I put holy shit talk about an open ending well yeah i'm assuming she's still out there killing people well <laughs> yes um but but would would she be because she's just found the perfect Full guys. Yeah. So I guess there's a few things here, really. Um, because I've written here, one open end, but did he try to kill her? Because that's what I said. It looked a bit odd. Did she kill her sister and then make herself disappear? I'm still not clear on that, but since I slept on it, I think it's not that case. Did she, but, um, did we get any clarification as to how old they were? No. The twins? No. Right. So in my head, I'm thinking, initially watching it, two young girls. Mm. But maybe they were older. Maybe, and again, this is literally just coming to me now, and, and you talking has kind of sparked this idea. Maybe, I'm thinking, like I said, two young girls, toddlers or whatever, you know, 10 or below, whatever it may well be, two young girls, one of them dead and so on. I'm thinking, maybe they were older. Maybe they were in their late teens, twenties, whatever it may well be. And mm. the one has already committed loads of crime and is in trouble and is, is the eyes of the law already on her, shall we say. Mm. She kills her sister, assumes her identity and can just sort of slip away. And then carry on killing people, maybe. And that's the whole method behind the... And it's, you know, I've tried to make them realize could potentially be talking about her parents and it's an attention thing. I, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here because it's literally just popped in my head now. But yeah, it's very open. Um, we talked before. One of the things I had to remind you really well is, you know, they do leave their episode a bit open, a bit open ended. Um, but at this point, you know, she's there with a the knife. He's drugged. The other one's tied up. It seems quite obvious they ain't getting out of that, but they don't show it. 
And then, like you say, we don't know what happens with her afterwards. So mm. usually I'm very positive on those with that in mind. I do think this was a bit much on the open-endedness because, you know, I feel like there's too much left on the table, maybe. Uh, see, I, I just make the assumption that her plan worked. Both of those mm. two are dead. And I'm very sad when you stop to think about it because Colin was a you know, a bit kooky, but he was just a nervous sort of awkward character and blessing we bought the flowers and stuff like that. Yeah, everything and he's he done. And he started to open up and trust this woman. Aside from being a bit weird, everything he's done, every aspect of his character is actually quite nice. He's took yeah, her out for some He's took her out. He's attending her birthday party. He's bought her gifts, like you said. Um, he wants to try and make it as a writer. He doesn't want to get rid of the house because that was the house his mum had. Yeah. Um, all of this stuff. Uh, you know, even when he finds out that they've been in the study, he's quite calm about it. And he apologizes for scaring her for sneaking out. And even the sneaking out, he's going to go visit his sick friend. Everything about this guy is actually quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the end of that episode. Uh, so first of all, what did you think of it? Mm. And then secondly, our usual sort of marking, is it one that deserves to be murdered that people don't, you know, deserves to be forgotten or one that we should keep in mind uh okay i i enjoyed this so you know it's a keep in mind for me straight off the bat i enjoyed it i like the way it kept me guessing for a while even when we both said that we had this figured out mm -hmm. and ultimately we were correct there were still moments that made me second guess myself mm -hmm. you know I, I think that again really small cast you've got the three main characters and then you know, the extras in the restaurant and the two police officers. It's kind of... That's it, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the act, the three main characters are obviously the ones that dominate the the show, hence why they're the main characters, I suppose. But um, <laughs> all three of them, I thought, did really, really well. They, they played their roles perfectly. And there was, there was enough grey areas to make you try to figure things out on your own even when you kind of already had it figured out. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was really good. I, I'd recommend this to people. Uh, mm as an episode of murder in mind to potentially check out yeah yeah absolutely uh i, I wrote what a banger still don't remember it <laughs> so uh, i thought it was really good and it might have been helped by the fact that i don't remember it um mm -hmm. but i i thought it was really good usually i can pick a lot of holes and things i put we picked a couple of little holes in it yeah. um i still don't think the explanation of the murders was clear uh but no absolutely for me keep in mind i think it was a really really good episode so VIP of the episode, as you said, really the three people to choose from, I suppose. Uh, so who are you giving your VIP to? I'm going to give it to Emily because I just think that she was great. Apart from that final little scene that maybe me being a little bit nitpicky where she's like, mm. oh, this is going to be fun. More ha 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 and all that sort of nonsense. Mm. I thought that she was, uh, the actress was brilliant. The character was great. And again, even though we kind of had it figured out, there was enough there with her as well and her performance that made you think, yeah, but. Mm. So Emily's probably my my main, yeah, she's the VIP for me. Yourself? Yeah, also I wrote that I thought that um, Emily and Colin were both the best ones. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that the, the girl that played Lucy, I know it was the character, but I thought, felt she was a little bit hammy in places. Is that kind of um, a weak link then, do you think? Or is that a bit harsh? Well, yeah, I think that's possibly a bit harsh. I think she 
that the character was was all over the place uh, not the, but like the character was you know sort of a, uh, on edge and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um but for me you know what i'm going to agree with you i think it's got to be emily i think she played like you said the character really really well he was brilliant but you know the character it's a difficult one to kind of do i suppose because he has to do all the awkward sort of uh, 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 yeah. whereas she was came very natural very you know um she 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 commanded that kind of thing like i said i i haven't seen much with her in it um but she was uh, i think she was brilliant so she gets my vip the one that we never came up with a name for get in the bin if you like i don't think there's anyone that qualifies no no i suppose if anything the the, the sort of little plot hole of why did Colin climb out the window could maybe be yeah. thrown into that bracket. And if that's yeah, what we're could, looking could at, have creeped, being, he could have just sort of sneaked out of the door. Yeah. And if that's what we're looking at as being the, the, you know, the, the weaker point mm. that again, I think shows how good this episode was. If that's all we can kind of really scratch upon, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think that possibly is is it really. There was nothing that stood out as mm. being really bad in this episode. I thought it was a really, really good one. Really strong. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. So next time, I won't say next week, because who knows? But next time <laughs> 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 Next time is an episode called Memories. Right. Uh reading it and looking at the bit on IMDB, I remember none of it. Which is ironic, but considering the name. Possibly, um, even even the main characters. I've got some notes on them, but even the main sort of actors and actresses aren't people I really know anything about. So look forward to listening to that because I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, we will see. It's episode uh, seven from the second series called Memories that we're looking at next week, and we are both going in pretty blind by the look of it. Well, I, I know absolutely nothing. So uh, you mentioned about main actors. Is there anyone there that? I would recognise? Obviously uh, not, so let's be honest about this. Well, the problem is, the way that I've written this is I don't know which one's the character's name and which one's the actor's name. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to guess it's the second name is the actor's name because there's one uh, called Doctor at the bottom, Doctor something. Uh, we've got Neil Pearson. Oh, okay. Is no. it, oh, you do know that? No. Uh, the Bridget Jones no, I, film says so Richard thinking, Finch, apparently. I'm thinking of Nigel Pearson. He, he did he play for Leicester or was he manager of Leicester or something like that? <laughs> it's not. Him. <laughs> it's not. Him. Uh, he's he's one of the dudes from the Bridget Jones films. Okay, no, plays Richard. And Jenny uh, Rebecca Lacey, I've got Rebecca Lacey. Mm. Now, am I? Does that ring a bell? Just because Lacey sounds like a sort of surname a porn star would have and I'm getting confused <laughs> or do I actually know a Rebecca Lacey uh, she was in 52 episodes of Casualty as Georgina Woodman okay um, I've just googled her she does look kind of familiar not from porn um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't really place it to be fair hold on a second hold on a second I've got one that I know okay Nicholas Holt well, I don't know that. I know that name as well. He's very, very young here. Uh, he's probably best known for About a Boy, that movie that came out years and years ago with um, old what's his knob, uh, Hugh Grant. Okay. He's yeah. also he, he was in Skins. He's been in loads of movies. 
uh, I think he was involved with the X-Men movies or something. Someone's going to be very cross at that. Um, got Mad Max here he was in. He's a very recognisable face, I think. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Know nothing about it. Don't remember yep. it at all. Nope, nor me. So, that's going to be interesting. So we'll, we'll, we will be back next week to look at that. Sai, my dear friend, where can they find you and everything you are involved in? Well, basically, anything I'm involved in is on the network that carries this show. So you want to be searching SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast players, platforms and providers and chucking it all a follow, a subscribe and all that good stuff. And we got loads of shows from various different hosts covering pro wrestling, uh, various different TV programs from Doctor Who to Quantum Leap, etc. Um, football coverage beginning on the live channels on YouTube, but I'll also come out in the podcast form later in the week as well. Loads of stuff going on. So at, at SJP World Media is where you need to be finding all that stuff, my friend. What about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MultiJR5. Uh, and I am also involved, as well as this, on a show arrogantly named The Morty and Fitch Show, which is just two absolute no marks talking bollocks there is no (laughs) subject matter there is no sort of genre there is no plan which si has been on the show he knows that and that was one of our supposedly planned episodes uh we just sit there and we talk crap for our entertainment and for yours we just kind of dial our our personalities up a little bit and that's uh, but other than that is it's just us having fun really so come and have a, a little listen to that it makes me laugh, mate, every single week without fail. I appreciate that. There is, there is an episode that, at point of recording, hasn't even been edited yet um, that I think people are going to very much enjoy because a uh, little peek behind the curtain. Uh, so but when we first started doing it, our kind of blurb was that it was two friends that hadn't spoken for 13 years, which yes. is very true. We hadn't. Uh, we hadn't spoken on the phone. We barely sort of messed each other on uh facebook occasionally and really even when we did speak we weren't really mates we knew of each other we did similar things we have similar friends um that was our kind of blurb at the beginning um so you know the early episodes are a little bit awkward but i still think i think still a bit fun now uh really it is like i said just us styled up but really um we are two 30 odd year old guys who uh have both been one only recently been diagnosed with ADHD and I've got Tourette's. We are both nutty. We both forget things. <laughs> we are both fucking useless at life. So it's quite comical, I think. And um, the reason I'm saying this is because of that recording that I'm talking about, I came home after a very long day at work and he had had a very long day out and we both got in about half an hour before we recorded. When we are in that mood, we are very, very silly. <laughs> okay. As Fitch says, our sillies come out. Yeah, not to be confused with something that rhymes with that. Yes, yeah, we whack our sillies out, and um, we about five minutes in get in an argument, uh, and that argument is to the levels where I nearly needed to ring Mags. <laughs> Amazing. And get him back. Um, so, you know, the last time we had one of those, he called me Jamie Oliver and it was over baked beans. Yeah. Uh, and then we played into that and you guys helped on chain wrestling as well. Um, and we pretended that we'd split up the podcast. I stopped following him on social media. It was, it was uh, we changed the name to the fit show 
uh, and then we got mags on it, and I just sat there quietly for about 40 minutes. Uh, it was only supposed to be 10, you bastards. And um, <laughs> we, we were very close to doing that again. So it was, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just a bit of silly fun. We don't mean anything, you know, and I don't think we go too far. Um, we, we, we toe the line sometimes. I don't think we go too far. We just, uh, it's just a bit of fun. So go and listen if you want a bit of escapism. Yeah, um, it is great. And it yeah. Great. Oh, I suppose this show itself as well, whilst I think of it. Oh, good idea. This, uh, <laughs> at Murder in Mind Pod. But again, you can yep. find all the shows from the network via the network's Twitter. So, but yeah, that's out there as well. Absolutely. Go and check it out and come and join us again, potentially next week. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> Bye, all. <laughs>